Welcome back, Ascenders, to the Ascended Thoughts Podcast. I'm your host, Mr. Crane. So I was speaking with my coworkers and this really awesome concept came up that I want to talk to you guys about because I feel like so many of us experience this, but for whatever reason, the way we see it in adulthood shifts from how we see it in childhood, right? And so what I'm talking about is my macaroni plate theory, right? So I feel like a lot of us can resonate with having various moments of childhood trauma. And what I was talking about with my my colleagues was that childhood trauma isn't something that is always obvious and in your face. Sometimes it is, but it doesn't always manifest that way. And how it came that because one of my colleagues, and she's phenomenal, and she was talking about how she knows she's a great mother, and I have zero doubts of this, right? But I said to her, and I was like, you know what? Childhood trauma does not come from all of those moments you were there, right? A lot of us have walked away with a substantial amount of childhood trauma, and it's conflicting because we know, for some of us anyway, that our parents were present, right? They may have not been present in the way that we would have preferred them to be present, but they were present in a way that they knew how to be at that time. And what I was explaining was that childhood trauma doesn't always develop from um, obvious or uh, like points of abuse. Sometimes childhood trauma develops out of macaroni plates. And uh, my colleagues were like, what? Like, what is, what are you talking about? And I was like, have you ever as a kid at school made a macaroni plate, right? During arts and crafts. And you thought that you made something beautiful and you rush home and you're like, look at this piece of art that I've just created, this macaroni plate. And then, you know, for some of us, right, our parent or our guardian was like, oh, my God, that was that was really beautiful. Oh, my God, that's amazing. Good job. Some of us, the reaction was, oh, oh, okay. Some of us was, I don't really have time for that right now, right? But there's a decent amount of us that have a very vivid memory as a child of going to the trash to throw something out and then looking in the trash and seeing our macaroni plate. And... It sounds at that time when it's happening, when you're a kid and and you're dealing with the adult, that it's something so minuscule, right? As the adult, from the adult perspective, really it is, well, what do I do with the macaroni plate? It's not necessarily that you don't appreciate the effort. It's, I have no logical or realistic use for a macaroni plate. I can't eat anything on it, right? It's already occupied with macaroni. I can't eat the macaroni because the macaroni is glued to the plate, it's kind of ugly, right? So I don't really want to hang it on a wall or anything like that. But none of the thoughts are that like, oh my God, this person gave me a macaroni plate. It's the same thing of like when a little kid makes you a picture and there's all these stick figures and the house is one square and a triangle. And they're like, I made a picture of you, right? And you're, you're looking at it and you're like, that's great, but I'm not purple. And even though you really appreciate the effort, what are you going to do with it? 
what do you do with this stick figure, this picture? Where does it go? And so what I was explaining was, you know, our childhood trauma comes from many macaroni plate moments. Because as a kid, when you are dealing, when you're thinking of like your paternal figure, you, that person is supposed to be there for you. There is no thinking as a child that like this person is, maybe this person is really overworked, really tired, really stressed out at work. And that energy that they put into you is sometimes their last ounce of energy that they have that they don't even have any energy left over for themselves. That's not a thing that we think about, right? The only thing that we notice as a child are those little moments where we wanted to feel appreciated, where we where we were expressing excitement and we wanted it to be validated, where we wanted it to be acknowledged. And then for whatever reason, the reaction that we receive is not the reaction that we think we're going to get. And it doesn't necessarily mean that it has to be a negative reaction, right? Sometimes you may receive a, a oh, it's it's oh that's good, honey, right? That may be what you received, but in your mind as a child because our child our you know, childhood imagination is incredibly vivid, we think that we're going to get like this applause or like a ceremony or like a parade and when that doesn't happen, we register it somehow as being dismissed or invalidated or as the person doesn't care. And childhood trauma is formed a lot of the times through these little mi- minor moments of macaroni plates. Now, um, before I continue, I do want to say that a lot of us also have really defining moments in our childhood trauma, right? There's one event that stands before the rest of these events, right? Some sort of really like actual traumatic situation that exists, right? But what happens um, is that it's reinforced by these little micro moments. Some people also don't have a major defining event. You know, they can say to you, I don't, I mean, I had a good childhood. I don't know why I feel like I'm suffering from depression or what's wrong with me. My parents were so kind to me. That's not what it is. It's these micro moments of feeling dismissed, unheard, misunderstood. It's all of these moments of macaroni plates. It's all of your macaroni plate moments. And so as you are journeying through this process of healing, right, What you have to do is go back and look at all of your macaroni plate moments because what happens is as a child, because it's like micro um, situations, as an adult, we learn to then dismiss those situations. So we become dismissive of all of those situations that happen to us as children, right? Those micro situations, those macaroni plate situations. And we become dismissive of, of that stuff in other people. And you may see it in terms of how maybe you treat your children or your family or how you treat your friends or your lovers, right? Things that may seem important to them that they're really excited about. You Sometimes you say to them, oh, okay. To you, you're not being dismissive. But to them, because they didn't have this reaction that they built up for themselves in their imagination, because they are really excited about it, it enforces these micro moments of feeling dismissed, right? Because you're not necessarily throwing a party or a parade for somebody. That is not to say that that's what you should be doing. What I'm doing is trying to show you all of these micro moments that all of us are facing throughout our life and how they are validating each other. And the challenge when you have all of these micro moments or these macaroni plate moments is that it's so 
little at the time that you don't necessarily realize it's happening. And then, but they build up. If you have a micro moment and then you have a micro moment a month from now, when you're having that new micro moment, the chances that you're remembering the micro moment that happened a month ago are probably slim versus the ability that you would have to recall a major traumatic event, right? It's not as necessarily so easy to recall those those micro events until a lot of time has passed. And that's because by that point, you would have hit some sort of turning point, right? Where all those micro moments, all of your macaroni plates were stacked on top of each other that now it's starting to feel heavy enough to have some form of effect on you. And then so at that point, you're then evaluating everything that's happened. And then when you reflect, you're like, wait a minute, and another thing, and that person said this to me, and oh, this this happened, and you keep going. And so if you're looking for what are my macaroni plates, right? Because some of you may go, some of you may be able to go right to your macaroni plate. For some of you, when you are reflecting and you're thinking about, okay, well, what are those moments? That that moment for you may be an actual macaroni plate. I cannot tell you when it comes to myself personally, the amount of macaroni plates I found thrown away. And I remember as a child thinking, Oh, like my mom threw it away, not necessarily being upset about it, right? Not necessarily having like, like definable hurt feelings or um, a shift or a change in mood, but definitely having a moment of awareness of this thing that I thought that I created, which was art, was not totally liked by the person I gave it to. And at least that was how I internalized it. It wasn't pain or explicit hurt feelings that I've experienced, but it was definitely an awareness of like feeling like maybe the appreciation wasn't all the way there in a way that I thought it would have been appreciated. And, but because it didn't hurt specifically in that moment, I couldn't identify it. And it took many, many years for me to identify those little micro moments as being, um, something that with time built up and then was heavy enough to then hurt me, right? When, when, because one of my things personally is feeling dismissed. That's a huge trigger that I have, right? If I'm speaking or I'm trying to convey something and I feel like I'm dismissed, not necessarily unheard, right? Or even if I say something and people don't like it, that's not the trigger. It's when I feel specifically dismissed is the trigger. Then like all of this sort of, this rage comes out, but it's not adult rage. It is childhood rage. It is immature, childlike rage. And it took a while for me to understand where it was coming from because I felt like, yeah, there were some big things that happened in my life that my mother didn't necessarily always like outwardly, you know, throw me a party for. But I, you know, and there were times where I didn't necessarily feel heard by her, as, but I feel like it was more so as, a, as children don't always feel heard by parents, not because it was something that she was explicitly trying to do, right? Like, I'm 16 years old. I want to stay out till two, two o'clock in the morning with my friends. And she says, no, of course, I feel like she doesn't understand me, right? Because I'm 16 and, you know, my prefrontal cord- cortex isn't all the way developed yet, right? So I think I know everything. Right. So not necessarily in that way, but there was always a sort of an underlying thing that I felt. But it wasn't until later in my adult life that I realized that it wasn't those big moments that I thought were massive childhood traumas. Right. 
It was those little micro moments that built up over time that wove its way into the fabric of my reality and to my framework of how I think, of how I imagine, of what I believe. It was those little micro moments that because they're so persistent, they're like water droplets. At the time, if you are standing under a tree or if you're standing in a cave, I don't know why you would be in a cave. So actually, so let me go back to the tree. If you're standing under a tree, right? And you're, and maybe it rained and you're standing there and there's like one drop of water that's dripping on you, right? That one drop of water that, that dripped on you isn't enough to ruin your day. You just wipe it away and you keep going, right? That was my, the first time when I saw one of my macaroni plates in the garbage, right? But if you stand there long enough and you allow it to continue to drip, that one drop of water that's drip, drip, drip continuously and constantly has the ability to erode you. It has the ability to completely break you down because it's wearing at you and it's persistent, but it's so tiny that when it happens, you're not necessarily understanding the effect of it, but it's persistent, right? It's the, it's, it's that thing as a kid that you did that didn't hurt you at that moment, but there was repeating behaviors that were consistent. When you had your first macaroni plate thrown away, maybe you didn't cry about it, but when the second one was thrown away, then it creates a form of consistency, right? When maybe you maybe you get good grades and you bring it to your parents and maybe they don't celebrate you the way you thought you that you thought they would. Maybe you made a sports team or something and they don't celebrate you the way you, you thought it was. What happens as we get older, we start to shrug. We start to think that like, well, no one's gonna care anyway. No one's going to care about that. Why should I care? You become an adult, right? And you stop telling people your dreams because you assume that no one's going to care anyway. And we think that like, oh, that's part of being an adult, like whatever, you know, we mistake it as a form of maturity, not understanding that it really is a form of trauma by like, what it, there's a, there's a form in like torture. I don't really want to go too far on that, but I do think there's like, isn't don't they do that when they're like torturing people like the like dripping water on you or something like that something that's so aggravating but so tiny and when it's happening individually that you don't actually notice it right but then you get enough drips and it completely erodes you and that's what it is so when you are looking at things that you want to heal go back to to your macaroni plate moments even as adults right you see this for come out in different areas of your life like let's say in the workplace. Maybe you have a colleague or even a boss who you feel like are picking at you. When you look at the things that they say and you pluck them one by one, one thing may not necessarily be a picking, right? Have have you ever like been in a situation where someone said something to you? This can be a boss, this can be a friend, it's gonna be a family member, and you felt that they picked at you, right? And so you go to somebody else and you go, Yeah, so and so just said whatever they said to me. Isn't that crazy? And then the person goes to you, well, I don't think it's that bad, right? So the two things just happen, right? Not only do you feel dismissed and invalidated, you low-key feel gaslit, right? But then sometimes what happens is that you convince yourself that you're overreacting because maybe they convinced you that you're overreacting. And then you go back and you interact with that person again. And then they say something else that you feel like is a low-key pick. But on its surface, when you take the sentence out of what they were saying, other people may look at it and go, 
I don't think that this is a bad thing. Something, I just don't think that this is bad, right? But you feel it. You feel that there's tension there. But for whatever reason, you can't quite put your finger on it. You can't necessarily point it out. You're, you're concerned that if you tell somebody about it, they may look at you like you're overreacting. So you keep it to yourself, right? What's happening is it's like, it's like, torture by slow drippage. I feel like there's a word for this, but I'm not really sure. It's just constant and it's little and it's continuous and it eats at you. It's all of these micro moments that are eating at you. But when you reach a point where you are in these situations for all these people, for all of you that are in these situations where you feel like people are like picking at you, right? In order for you to solve those moments, in order for you to get the the strength that you need, the courage that you need to put your foot down and say, hey, I'm not dealing with this kind of behavior from you, you have to go back and resolve all those macaroni plate moments in your childhood trauma, right? I always say the same thing. When you are healing, you have to address your childhood trauma. That is what the healing is. But a lot of times when we are addressing our childhood trauma, and, you know, we go back to that defining moment and there's nothing wrong with that, right? Because we all have a defining moment. And I oftentimes will say to you, what's that defining moment that happened when you were around seven, eight years old? Because that's usually when you have that first, like, proper memory of trauma. Go back and start working from there. But as you're working through your trauma, because your healing is never complete, right? You will start to notice that there are other aspects of you that start to pop in and out. And you're like, oh my God, I have to heal that. Oh my God, I had that too. I didn't notice it. But you're like, well, what other things am I supposed to address? If you ever feel like you're stuck, right, or um, you are come to the you know the end of your healing journey, because I talk a lot of you, and you guys, I'll say you need to go heal, and then a lot of you will go, but I did that, right? And I'm like, that's that's not how it works. Like healing is never complete. You always have to. If you feel like you've resolved a large trauma point and you're like, well, I don't, I get it now, but I don't know what else to do. Start going back and looking for your micro moments, all of your macaroni plate moments, all of those tiny moments that did at the time didn't feel like a big deal, right? But they add it up over time. They have a compounding effect and they do affect you tremendously, but because they were so small when it was happening, it's harder sometimes to identify, Right. And so the way that you do that is the way that you find your your big trauma. Right. Like, what are your trigger points? What are some things that trigger you? A lot of you um, will have feelings of expressing yourself and your your form of expression is not completely maybe heard, appreciated or understood. Right. Because expression is a form of creation. And at the end of the day, all of us are here to create. I mean, we're all energy, right? We're all in a state of creation all the time. And so when you're going back to the macaroni plate, you know, as a kid, when you make these macaroni plates, to you in that moment, it's art, right? And that's part of the the lesson, right? You know, the teachers, if you're doing it in school or preschool or daycare, what they're they're teaching you is that you can make art really out of anything. And and they're exercising that beautiful imagination of yours that exists when you're at that age. Right. And as a kid, something happens in the brain where you can take elbow macaroni and you can see something and you can see its potential. Right. And I'm 
first of all, I don't actually think that it's this deep when people are making kids do these things. But really what's happening to your brain is that you can look at elbow macaroni and you can see its potential. You can see all of the ways that it can be transformed and recreated. You can see potential. And when you start taking glue and elbow macaroni and paper plates and you start gluing those things together, what you're doing is manifesting the potential that you see in it as a child. That is a beautiful thing. That is like creation of its higher kind. And so of course you are so excited about it. And when you run to show somebody it and they give you a lackluster response, we don't notice it at the time, but there is a sort of crash that's happening. And all those micro moments are constantly being validated over and over through various points in our life, then it comes out in so many ways, right? One of those ways, maybe you're just someone that has a hard time expressing yourself. You have a hard time saying how you feel, what you think, what your honest stance is on something. Somebody can say something like, hey, do you like this? And you can be like, oh yeah, 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 it's cool. When really you don't feel that way at all, right? But you, over many, many moons, right, have learned through many micro moments that you're expressing yourself isn't going to get you the reaction that you want. And so you learn not to. Another thing that I see in a lot of people is that people think that they are not creative. That blows my mind that you don't think that you're creative. But it's also really interesting because I once upon a time used to carry that ideology. I didn't think I was creative. But the thing is, we are creation. We create. That is what we do. That is our essence to be creative. What those people really mean is that I tried to create before and it wasn't validated. And most likely it wasn't validated through many micro moments that happened probably as a child where you would create something and you had a lackluster response. And because nobody was per- was 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 parading around or throwing you a party, somehow, some way you've developed this ideology that you're not creative when everyone is creative. The thing is, your creativity shows in a different form because everyone's form of expression is different. And that's what it makes everybody beautiful um, and unique, right? In addition to that, people also struggle with showing emotion. So there's one thing with like struggling to express yourself. And when I say that, what I'm really talking about is words, talking, actually saying that you do or don't like something, right? But then there's the emotional side of that where people are hurt or maybe they're really excited about something, but they don't show it. They don't show any form of excitement, right? I have an example for this. My mother was like that. My mother didn't show any form of excitement ever, and right? And so as a child, through a lot of different moments that happened, my micro moments, I interpreted that as her not being excited for me when good things would happen, which I understand now logically that that just wasn't the case. She just didn't express herself in that way. And after she had passed away and getting to know more of her story, because for some reason that happens when people pass away, you start to learn more about them than you ever knew when they were alive. But what I realized is when she was growing up, she had a lot of micro moments, a lot of macaroni plate moments where she would express excitement for things and she never was, she never got back the response that she was hoping to get. And so as an adult, she learned not to respond. And so with me, when I would be really excited because she had learned not to respond, she didn't necessarily respond to me, but it didn't necessarily mean that she wasn't feeling excitement, right? But when all of those micro moments are happening to you, 
And, and you start to shut down all those parts of your creativity because people didn't acknowledge your macaroni plate. It starts to show in other aspects of your life. Also, it'll show in, in romantic parts of your life, being able to express and receive love. Sometimes it'll show um, if you have issues with maybe your second chakra or your sacral chakra, if you have issues with uh, sex or intimacy, it'll show there too because creativity is in the second chakra, right? It's in the sacral chakra or the sacral chakra, depending on how you say it, located right above the root chakra. And that that's over our creativity. It's over our, our passion, right? And so when you're a kid and you have all that imagination and that passion and that creativity, and you can see the potential that's in macaroni and you can put that together and manifest the potential that you saw in your mind. And that is not validated and it's not validated repeatedly over time. That is messing with their energy centers and our sacral chakra and it begins to shut down, right? And you can see it a lot of times in kids. If you have kids around you, you can observe it there too. You can observe the kids. Let's say a kid, um, maybe they want to dance for you if they want to sing for you, right? You can observe what happens when people applaud and they celebrate that. It makes that child more willing and or wanting to do it again, right? Because you are you are appreciating that child's macaroni plate versus maybe a kid that maybe is talented in dance or maybe they play an instrument but for, for but for whatever reason no one around them is applauding them right it's like that's their macaroni plate but no one is validating the macaroni plate and so it seems so small at that time but they compound on each other and they build on each other until one day you turn around and you're an adult and now you are afraid to openly express your creativity how many of you ascenders are actively creative at home but no one knows it how many of you ascenders draw or maybe you you write or you paint or you can you can create things or you make things maybe you're a really good cook maybe you can sing but no one knows it no one no no one that's around you really knows it how many of you know you can sing but you're too afraid to sing for people and no one actually knows that you sing and so you do so by yourself when you're home how many of you know you can cook right? But you're too afraid that people won't like your cooking. And so you don't cook for anybody but yourself, but you do so at home. But you think to yourself, man, this is so good if just somebody tasted it, right? How many of you low-key can dance, but you don't ever show anybody when you go to the club? How many of you are DIY experts? You can make anything, you can create anything, but no one ever sees you do it. You just do it for yourself. That's because you have macaroni plate moments. No one validated your macaroni plates. That's because one day you opened the garbage and you saw your macaroni plate in the garbage. And so because of that, you assumed, and and, and rightfully so, not that you assumed it and it was a bad thing, but rightfully so because that was what was validated, right, at the time. That if you showed somebody your macaroni plate, that they wouldn't like it. And so for all of you closet cooks out there, you probably can cook a really banging pan, a pot or a pan of macaroni and cheese, but you wouldn't share it because you don't want anyone to know. Maybe you can sing, but you would never sing for somebody because what if they don't like your macaroni plate? So I'm going to challenge you, Ascenders, since we are all on this journey of healing, go back and start to think about what your micro moments were, all those micro moments of trauma that you experienced. What is a running theme in your life that tend to add up? What are all your macaroni plates? Go back and start literally thinking about that time you made a macaroni plate 
and found it in the trash. Go, go back to that moment, right? And um, if it wasn't a macaroni plate, maybe you made a picture. Maybe you drew a picture, it was a bunch of stick figures and you had a square and a triangle for the house. And maybe you found it balled up somewhere. Go back to that moment, find your macaroni plate moment and really allow yourself to think about it. And think about the potential effects that maybe it's had on you in your life. I think that you'll find that really enlightening.